Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Alright, welcome to a Soccer Pub edition of Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher, about to be joined by Drew Dinsick and Giannis Mikhailik of ESPN and SiriusXM uh, to talk about the Champions League and then also all of the Premier League action. Uh, no need to talk the NBA tonight, no need to talk uh, net sixes. We'll have plenty of time for that kind of stuff. So let's uh, bring in Drew and Giannis and get straight into it. Giannis, thanks so much for joining us. Let's talk straight away about the Champions League. Semi-finals are set. Uh, relative lack of drama in the blockbuster Man City Bayern tie. Also in the Madrid Chelsea tie. Uh, the Italian teams providing a bit more drama and excitement, but uh, the odds right now say that this is close to done and that Man City are just going to run away with the Champions League. Do you agree with that, or do you think that one of the three other teams might spring a surprise? Well, I mean, of course, it's going to be tight, right? The the, the Milan derby uh, is, is as, uh, as unpredictable as you can get. I mean, most derbies are, but this one in particular, of course, uh, you know, sort of a little bit of Serie A, two teams that are uh, a bit pragmatic, uh, two teams that enjoy to play on the break. So, uh, you know, there may be a stalemate there, uh, mm-hmm. I, I suppose, right? So you don't know what's going to happen there because they are in so many ways similar teams uh, in the way they approach the game. Uh, uh, Men's City, you know, you, you say to yourself, if not now, now when, right? Because yeah. finally, I think Pep Guardiola has a team that's capable. But then, again, you have to look at Real Madrid and the recent history, what they do, their experience. I mean, uh, you know, uh, on one hand, I look at Manchester City and, and see Pep that knows his team, uh, doesn't complicate things like he's done in the past, right? Uh, you can pick his team, at least in the Champions, uh, Champions League, for sure now, bar one player. Uh, um, and there are no massive surprises, and, and that's good because that used to be a thing that we'd say about Pep Guardiola in the Champions League. He's got a plan A, B, and C, which makes a difference with Erling Holland, uh, and his, you know how how capable he is—not just scoring in general, but you know he's got what 11, 12 goals now in in in. Um, in the Champions League as well. And he's done that, by the way, when he was at Dortmund. So that makes a difference because he can play different ways. But but guys, I mean, look, I mean, this is Real Madrid, who's proven yeah. already, you know, what I've said before. Not only that, it doesn't really make a difference when and whom they play. They have a difficult role last season, won it at home. This time you may say second leg, I believe, is in Manchester, isn't it? I think the second leg will be there. But look, I mean, Real Madrid went to Liverpool. We've seen what they've done. They went to Stamford Bridge. No problems whatsoever. So still on the fence a little bit, to be quite honest. 
Yeah, there's, uh, and I believe you're right. The uh, second leg is in uh, uh, is in a, in Etihad. Um, <clears throat> Manchester City is interesting to me because in all of the U.S. sports, you know, they, the idea of seizing this championship, you've got to slay the dragon, and there is no bigger mm-hmm. dragon in Champions League for Man City than Real Madrid. Last year's collapse was unbelievable. <laughs> um, do you have an opinion if that, uh, you know, if that like has some sort of any mental edge in this one for Real Madrid against the City team that almost certainly will remember that collapse? No, I, I you know, to be honest with you, I, I've thought about it. I've talked about it a little bit. It's, it's quite the opposite. I think, you know, I heard yeah. Kevin De Bruyne talk, talking about it. You know, because, you know, on one hand, you can say it gets in your head, right? Last five minutes. I mean, it's 4-3 at home. You're leading 1-0, and then you're talking, what, 90th minute to 95th, whatever okay. it was. I can't remember that part. And, you know, Rodrigo scores a couple, I believe, and a penalty to Benzema, and it's over, right? But you can, I would look at it uh, from a standpoint that, you know, Manchester City quite – you know, dominated a lot, of, a lot of those games at home and even at, at the Bernabeu. They they really did. I felt they were most of the time the better team. And you can say, well, yeah, it's, if it's not for that five minutes, we're already champions of Europe. So <laughs> I, I think, I think as a player, I would look. If I were a Manchester City, I would think to myself, hey, you know, it's a great team, but we had them. Let's finish the job right now. So I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's going to be easy, but I I wouldn't look at it look at that in a negative way if I were Manchester City. Yeah, I think Madrid as well. They're playing their best soccer of the season where, I mean, earlier in the year when they weren't really competing for La Liga and they're still not, they just didn't seem to have an attacking gear. But the way they played lately, the way they just absolutely battered Chelsea, the way they batted Cadiz and Valladolid recently uh, in La Liga, it seems like they're firing on all cylinders. So Man City are heavy favourites to go through, but certainly cannot count out Madrid. And uh, certainly, if they're only down a goal late Madrid, there is a, an inevitability that begins to seep in about them that they are going to come back. I think everyone on the pitch feels that. Uh, there's also an inevitability that feels like it's beginning to seep in in the Premier League, where Arsenal have... Uh, their lead is eroding, and now Man City, uh, this machine that just does not stop scoring goals, they've taken on the identity of Erling Haaland, who has been their standout player. Uh, and Arsenal have coughed up two goal leads in back-to-back matches. But they do get Southampton this week, uh, which will hopefully be a get-right spot for them. Yanis, uh, what do you make of Arsenal's form at the moment, and do you think they'll turn this around? Well, I think, you know, times like these always come, right? I mean, this is the business end of the season, to use a cliche. And, and, and I think, you know, I mean, you know, Arsenal have done a tremendous job. If they win it, it's an unbelievable story because, you know, I remember myself a couple of years ago when they were finishing, I think, eighth those two seasons where I think everybody, including myself, were were asking for Mikel Arteta's head. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were patient. They stayed with it. Uh, we've, we see teams around the Premier League and, our, uh, and around the world that aren't as patient, uh, with their managers um he had a clear idea and we see it right i mean this is an arsenal team that we like to watch i mean they play good football even if they don't get results you know uh, obviously they've lost control something that you know manchester city do- does very rarely you know i'm sure there's examples i can think of a game against spurs and all that but you know if you look at manchester city they don't lose control of the game in fact you know, the reason I kind of like them now towards the end is because they found a way to play differently, too. I mean, look at the Bayern Munich uh, two games. They they, they conceded possession on purpose, really, 
to mm-hmm. to uh, to Bayern Munich. Uh, so so you know the plan A, B, and C doesn't have to do ju- just with Erling Haaland, but to me in the way they play, they can certainly keep the ball eighty percent of the time. But at times they're very good on the break, as we know it, and they give the ball away uh, sometimes to draw teams out. In terms of uh, Arsenal, uh, you know, look if they beat Southampton, it's still an advantage, seven points. Uh, you know, I can mm-hmm. I can go towards City and think that they're the favorites in my head. But I, as a player, I'd like to be in position to be in the first place. I don't care how many games in hand, seven points. Look, had they had nine, I would have tipped towards uh, Arsenal. I really did. And and look, they were a penalty kick away. We're talking mm-hmm. about what happened in the game against West Ham. I yeah. mean, you know, Saka puts that away, boys, and it's done and dusted. It's 3-1 against West Ham. And we're having a totally different conversation if if Arsenal beats beat Southampton, because then it's nine points in the game of truth next week. Yeah, that hammers result was a shocker. I completely agree with you. It's going to be fascinating to see if uh, City can pull off the Premier League Champions League double. Only ever happened five times. If I put you on the spot, will Man City join the ranks of the great Man United and Liverpool teams of the past? Uh, look, I, I'm I'm tilting towards Manchester City. I really am. I, I know okay. that. I mean, I, I don't think either team is going to run the table. But ultimately, you know, it's going to be funny because I think the way it stands right now, the, the, that Brighton game is going to be last game of the season, right? Because yeah. Manchester City yeah. going. So I mean, that's going to be something because uh, you know that's 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 that one big hope for Arsenal. I think because if you look at Brighton, the way the way they're playing right now, I mean, there's a chance. I mean, small, but there's a chance they're going to be fighting for Champions League. For sure, for Europe, uh, but you know who knows. Uh, so that's not going to be an easy one uh, uh, for for City if it's the last game of the season. Yep. Speaking of fighting for Europe, Newcastle play Tottenham this weekend. Uh, Tottenham absolutely floundering, uh, coughing up a lead, losing at home to Bournemouth uh, in an embarrassing result. Newcastle as well coming off a tough loss against Aston Villa. Newcastle is still decisively favoured in this one. Giannis, what do you make of this matchup? Uh, you know, for me, Spurs are done. Uh, they're just done. I mean, and I, I and I've said that before. Wow. I mean, uh, obviously the situation, <laughs> which I'll, I'll, I'll come uh, a little bit later. But you know, the the manner in which you lose at home to Bournemouth. Uh, I mean, that's that's psychologically. I mean, I, I think I think before that even because look, you know, I was a big fan and still I am. You know, of Antonio Conte. I thought it was mm-hmm. a. You know, deep down, I thought it was a good appointment. I've covered uh, Serie A for 20-some years. Uh, we don't have it anymore, but I, I, I watch it. I understand Antonio Conte. At least I think I understand him. Uh, but, you know, what he did and what he said was true, but you still don't do it. He's done, I think, Spurs a massive disservice in doing all that, right? Because, you know, that's undermining everything. And, and it's true. And with every result like that, now we're talking about Antonio Conte. Oh, yeah. Look what he said. I mean, they're, they're not winners. They don't know how to win uh, and all of that. And they certainly have a team that should be doing much better. Matter of fact, I still don't. Honestly, I don't know how they're still in the fifth place and in the conversation, to be quite honest with you. But but I think this is going to be uh, uh, too much, especially at St. James's Park. Uh, uh, so, look, even if they do get some sort of res- result, a draw, I-, I just don't see Spurs in the top four. Yeah. I do see, however, Newcastle in the top four. Yeah, no disagreement here. I think that the summer is going to be fascinating for Tottenham and how this roster turns over is going to be very, very much worth watching because I don't know that they're going to be recognizable next season uh, compared to what we've seen from them the last couple of years. Um, Newcastle uh, is interesting team. 
um, had high hopes that they were going to show up last week, but the villains got the better of them in astonishing fashion, uh, which I think sets up the most interesting match in Premier League this week, which is Bees hosting the villains. Uh, and I got to tell you, uh, I wouldn't have guessed late in the season I would care about uh, Brentford versus Aston Villa, but here we are. Uh, do you have a read on how this may break? And do you think in general that uh, the Bees can kind of keep up their outstanding home form? Well, but, you know, Villa is pretty good away from home as well. And Ali Watkins uh, uh, likes his chances, uh, seems everywhere now. But, you know, he's been scoring away as well. I mean, look, Unai Emery has done a tremendous job coming in. We weren't sure, right? I mean, uh, uh, you know, how that's going to go, especially with what happened with Arsenal. I think he's changed this team. He's made all the right decisions in terms of changing the system. Uh, from uh, from Gerard's 4-3-3, whatever you want. I mean, he's freed up uh, Ali Watkins, hasn't he? Because he was playing out left most of the time, and now in a four-four-two, he plays where he feels comfortable. He's repaying that faith uh, for sure. I mean, you look at the midfield that's strong with the leadership of uh, of John McGinn, of course. Uh, you know, uh, uh, even with the young uh, Kamara who's out, uh, the Douglas Luis has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, but most importantly, I think he. You know, because, you know, Ali Watkins, we're talking about that, the style of play. But I think what he's done tremendously well is kind of maybe rebuilt the faith of the back five, I would say. Because I don't know if you guys remember under Dean Smith, that first season was outstanding. I mean, Emmy Martinez, if I remember, was like, what? What did he have? Like 14, 15 clean sheets. Konza, Mings. I think Target was still there on the left uh, with Villa. He's with Newcastle now and, and, uh, and Matty Cash. I mean, that back five was incredible. And then somehow Dean Smith changed that to uh, three in the back and, of course, paid the price because, you know, he got fired uh, and, and that back four or five didn't play well. So I like what Unai Emery has done, rebuilt the faith of the, you know, goalkeeper in the back four, obviously changed the system, changed the role of Ali Watkins. I think rebuilt uh, uh, Bailey in the process as well to a degree. And Brentford are tough. Yeah, this may be the toughest of them all. But I think here Villa may go from strength to strength. And, and uh, if not three points, at least a point. They're, they're not losing there, I don't think. Yeah, the, uh, they've been very impressive. And as an Arsenal fan, uh, it's tough for me to swallow that Unai Emery uh, seems to be doing this good a job with uh, Aston Villa. Never really worked out for uh, Mr. Emery at Arsenal, but good to see him. Personality. Personality. Yeah. You know, it's... It, you know what it is. I mean, you know how he is. He's so diligent. I mean, meeting after meeting after meeting. Training is stop and go, stop and go. And when you come to a massive club like Arsenal at a position that they were in, sometimes it just doesn't jive. It's not that he's a bad coach because we all knew how good he was. And, you know, then he comes to Villa. And what were they when he came in? 16th, 17th, I can remember. It, it's, it's easier to buy into it because all of a sudden you have a manager that comes in that, okay, maybe didn't work out at Arsenal, but you say to yourself, look at VRL, look at Sevilla, look at all the trophies he's won in Europe, right? I mean, reputable manager. And when you're thinking about the drop, you almost, you're like a sponge. You almost take anything. So I, I think what helped him, and I think I've heard uh, uh, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl talking about it, because Rebecca may have asked him uh, that, is that, you know, that month-long break, helped because mm -hmm. when you have a manager so hands-on so detail-oriented i know a lot of players were missing but players like ashley young who stayed i remember you know the talk around that time that he really enjoyed how he's played and let's not forget he's kind of he's got a matty cash out of the starting 11. i know he's injured as well but it's been kind of in and out 
and what's he 38 so sorry for going on on this but <laughs> but I, I think the Arsenal end goal may have worked out if he was given a chance but these sort of managers so details meetings meetings stop and go it, it's tough sometimes it, it, I, I've had a coach or two like that yeah Emery I mean Emery struggled at Arsenal but you know who else struggled at Arsenal is Mikel Arteta uh and he was given long enough to ultimately turn it around uh last one for you Giannis it looked like Aston Villa were going to be in a relegation battle but they're clearly not anymore and they're pushing for Europe now but in that relegation battle seems like Southampton are going to go down most likely and then after that you have a cluster of teams in Leicester, Nottingham Forest, Everton, Leeds. I think Bournemouth and West Ham probably safe now but they're not 100%. Who ultimately Mm -hmm. do you think goes down? Well, the Saints, I don't think, are going to save themselves. I still, I'm still not sure about, you know, Forrest. I've had him from the beginning. They've been up and down. I think the reason that we kind of forgot for, for, for a little bit about uh, Forrest, because remember there was a time where, they, you know, they had to get their points at home. But that, now that's even going south right now. So I worry about them. And, you know, uh, look, I mean, Leicester, yes. But, I mean, I worry about Leeds. I mean, when you yeah. lose like this, you know, five and six at home, I mean, Psychologically, I mean, I think you've seen Javi Gracia, uh, his interviews afterwards, right? I mean, a defeated man for sure. Uh, not easy, of course, uh, the, when he came in. I still worry about Everton. And I tell you what, you know, I have this, uh, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I love Sean, Sean Dyche. I love him at Burnley, not because the way he plays football necessarily. That's not my style. But I just enjoy, you know... Uh, you know, the, the simplicity of his football. But, you know, just recently, you know, he's gone away from it, right? The game against Manchester United and Fulham. I mean, you know, I thought Sean Dyche was going to come in, organize the team defensively. They're so wide open, unlike Sean Dyche's teams. Uh, and, and, you know, he's got a couple of players that he knows, right? The, uh, Michael Keane's there, Tarkowski's there, uh, Dwight McNeil is there. You know, maybe he doesn't have the twin power in Matthew Barnes and, and Chris Wood, I suppose. That changes the way he plays. But I just think it's it hasn't gotten better under Sean Dyche. Let's be honest here, results-wise, uh, for the most part, right? A little bit of a bounce. So I worry about both Everton and Leeds. And I still think, you know, looking at Leicester City, I mean, so much talent. How can they be where they are? So sorry that I'm a little bit on the fence there between Leeds, Everton, and Leicester. But it's a touch and go for all of them. Jay, you know my opinion. If it bleeds, it's Leeds. <laughs> put that, take that plus two forty, put it in pocket, and we will enjoy their swoon here. Six one, six five one, last two results. Oh my goodness, this team is falling apart. I just uh, hope our, you know, I mean, for our boys, I, I hope Leeds stay because you know I'm biased uh, with the Aaron and 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 you know Tyler Adams, obviously, and, and Weston. <laughs> I have a bet on Leeds to be relegated, so I'm I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a more fun Premier League when Leeds are in it, but I fear uh, you might be right and they may not be in it for much longer. Uh, Giannis, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we really appreciate the time uh, on this one uh, and we'll post in the links everywhere where to follow you on social media uh, and as well everything that you're working on with ESPN and Sirius XM. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. 
Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Okay, before we get to our best bets, a reminder to download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. Okay, best Premier League bets of the weekend, Drew. You're running hot after you've uh, tied yourself to the great Crystal Palace and Roy Hodgson. Uh, where are you going this week? Uh, Crystal Palace and Roy Hodgson. Um, <laughs> shocks to, to the surprise of no one. Um, you know, I always kind of assumed it was impossible to beat the Premier League. Uh, I come on the soccer pub a couple, you know, starting about uh, two months ago. Can't find yeah. a winner. Can't find a winner. Can't find a winner. Stumble into Crystal Palace. And uh, honestly, uh, it, this is a little bit of a dicey situation because Everton went in last week taking on the miserable form Fulham and Fulham got right against Everton. It was an embarrassing result for Everton, honestly. Um, and Crystal Palace, of course, running hot. The market finally starting to warm up to them in terms of just these opening prices being, uh, you know, tilted in their favor. And, you know, as we, as you know, from when we handicap American football, um, I love the buy low, sell high spots. And this is pretty obviously as high as you're going to ever see Crystal Palace and as low as you're ever going to see Everton. Uh, so this is a decent spot, I think, for Everton. And the market has agreed as you see the number for Crystal Palace drifting. However... If it's not broke, don't fix it, Jay. Uh, I'm going back to the well. I think Palace's attack is so dynamic. Uh, and honestly, the uh, the rate at which Everton gives up goals on the road is staggering. Um, Palace should be able to just absolutely pour it on in this one. Um, if uh, Palace let a couple of, uh, uh, you know, of... of embarrassing uh you know embarrassing maybe embarrassing two equalizers or something like that then i'm going to be uh, uh pretty bummed but realistically i think this could get away from everton this could be a two one three one four one type of event um you know i, I still in the back of my head i in in awe that palace put up five on leads uh two times um you know two matches ago uh and i think realistically everton and leads to me power rated about the same so um, Palace can get the better of these guys. Let's get some uh, goals in the back of the net, boys. And uh, Eagles continue their hot run. Unbelievable. Yeah, for you and Crystal Palace. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> I was on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. Matthew Barry is talking about Crystal Palace as well because Josh Paris is an owner of Crystal Palace. So he's going to provide the commander. So we've got Drew Dinsick and Matthew Barry talking about Crystal Palace. What a world we're living in. But yeah, they're, uh, if, you, if, it's don't, if it's not broke, don't uh, fix it. And uh, yeah, you're, uh, you've, you've aligned yourself with this team. Uh, they don't play the best football in the world, but uh, hopefully they can eke out another result uh, under Roy Hodgson. Uh, I'm also going with a team outside of the, the vaunted top six, uh, and that's Brentford. 
I know Giannis likes Aston Villa. I like Brentford in this spot. Uh, home to the villains. I think it runs out here for my good friend Unai Emery. Uh, the villains, it's been well chronicled that they've had a pretty easy run of opponents. Uh, admittedly, that was a very impressive win over Newcastle, albeit at home and they're on the road this time. Uh, I just don't quite believe in this Aston Villa team to the extent of their recent form. You look at expected goals right now. So Aston Villa are seven points clear of Brentford in the table, having played the same amount of games. By expected goals, expected points, that should be flipped around the other way. So the Villains have been getting a little bit lucky. Brentford have been getting unlucky. Brentford coming off two losses, um, but both of those losses against Wolves and against Newcastle, Brentford should have won relatively comfortably on expected goals. So uh, I believe in the Bees, uh, and I believe that they will take care of business uh, against Aston Villa this weekend and continue uh, a little push towards the top six at Aston Villa's expense. Uh, So that's what I've got. Uh, Anything else on tap for you tonight, Drew? I love it, though. Killer bees on the swarm. Uh, a little revenge from the 4-0 beating they took last time they went against these guys. I was looking at the past definitely. results, and that one kind of surprised me. I was like, I definitely didn't remember that. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, only other thing on tap for me tonight, I got uh, I got me some Warriors. Sorry, Jay. Uh, I think the Warriors take care of the Kings. And, you know, it feels sacrilegious because yesterday was such an incredible day in the NBA with Mike Brown getting his well-deserved coach of the year uh, and the results went my way. But uh, I tell you what, you know who's not very good on the road and extremely good at home? Speaking of home away, Hmm. the Golden State Warriors. (laughs) I think this is going to be, this is going to be an offensive explosion for that team and I think they can basically uh, run away with this one. So late it with the the dubs, only thing in action for me tonight. Like it. Yeah, my only bet the past 12 hours or so, uh, I heavily bet on the Cavs to win the series against the Knicks at minus 115. Uh, I think they're the better bet uh, by margin. And uh, I don't think the Knicks have anything they can do on offense uh, against this Cavs defense. Randall and Brunson being very inefficient. And the Cavs are hunting Jalen Brunson on every single possession uh, when he is on defense. And I think they figured stuff out having Karis LeVert in there as the fifth guy because LeVert can actually do stuff off the dribble to punish Brunson. Brunson can't hide on him as much. So I think the Cavs figuring that out early, going away from Osman and Okoro. I think uh, the Cavs are going to roll in this series uh, and win in six or win in seven. Either way, they're going to win. Minus 115 is my bet there. All right. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. If you're listening in podcast form, don't forget to rate and subscribe. From Jake Croucher and Drew Dinsick, we'll be back tomorrow. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.